Hey there, everyone. I'm Steve from CriticalBlast.com, and on today's episode of Tales from the Jumpmaster, I'm going to talk about an Apex legend that everybody can get behind. Literally. I'm Jumpmaster Steve, and it's time for launch. How's everyone doing today? Was your week good? I got into a bunch of matches this week, and I gotta tell you, I'm not ready to slow down yet. I actually started experimenting with other weapons and characters, and found myself moving away from the hemlock. I used to love using it, having the single shot or the burst. I love the ability to switch around, but I accidentally ran into the devotion as my only option, and I haven't looked back. If you could get the devotion fully kitted, meaning all the attachments are equipped, it can ruin someone's day. Plus, there's a turbocharger legendary hop-up that if you can find it, it'll make you feel like an upper-tier player. The turbocharger reduces spin-up time so you can increase your damage per second, or DPS, a lot faster. You can do it a lot faster. I ended up trying out Lifeline with a turbocharged devotion and had my highest kill count and damage dealt on a squad that helped me get my second win. Now, you're not always going to find the devotion, and I've discovered that I've gone many matches without finding it. But if I run into the devotion, I grab it. If I run into the turbocharger, I'm picking it up. It's legendary. So here's the deal. My thought is, if I have a legendary hop up on my person if i run into devotion sweet i've got it fully kitted boom let's go if i don't and i die now i've got a legendary death box and guess what that means people are gonna swarm to it making them easy targets for my teammates so that's just something that i had running through my head I, i'm gonna grab that chirp turbocharger and i'm gonna grab the devotion that's my thing So the lesson here, I know you probably gravitate to a favorite legend and a weapon, but if you haven't given all of them some attention, then you could be missing out on a far better experience. There's still some weapons I need to spend some time with, but right now I am absolutely loving the devotion. And while for the most part I main Gibraltar, Lifeline is a pretty close second and I like using Bangalore. So. I've had a pretty good week of Apex racking up on my second win, first on a different legend. I also got enough tokens to unlock either Caustic or Mirage, but I'm sitting on them for now. I'm definitely loving Caustic's abilities as it plays to some of my strengths personally, but I'm patient enough to wait until Season 1 drops to see if I could use those tokens to exchange it for this Octane character or Watson which were leaked. Which brings us to the news. One rumored legend that has been leaked to the public is Octane. The partially cut off image makes him appear tall and lanky, so be prepared for a pretty thin hitbox, with one exception. If that piranha mask is true, then expect his head to have probably a pretty big hitbox. This could be an interesting strategy to help balance the gameplay. Giving character unique giving a character unique abilities is one thing, but having so much variance in their hitboxes 
creates an entirely different experience. If the leaked information about Octane is true, his three abilities are as follows. His passive ability allows him to slowly heal when he's not taking damage. So this ability combined with his next one might have some players pretty much living in the storm and looting some areas that have been skipped over. Because his activated ability, his movement speed increases by 30% for 8 seconds. Now, he loses some health upon that activation, so, but he could still hang back and do some extra looting and then zip out of there faster than anything else can move in the game. On top of that, once he's safe, he'll start healing automatically because of that passive ability. Now, his ultimate, he can place down a jump pad, which will allow him and the squad members to launch to another location on the map. So you, you, whoever's on a squad with Octane won't have to chase down the nearest balloon. Octane appears to be an excellent addition to the other legends. I like his abilities a lot, and it might fit my playstyle. And by that, I mean if I get shot at, I can get the hell out of there as fast as possible. You know, kind of like Bangalore on crack. Adding him as another legend that can keep a team mobile, like Pathfinder does with his zip lines, and offering escapability seems to make him feel very balanced. And honestly, this Octane character's got a great look. But everything I just said may be a complete waste of breath if this turns out to be the work of a talented fan and not an actual leak. Some people on Reddit have claimed this is debunked, but I don't know, we'll see. Now, if Octane really is going to be a Season 1 legend, when can we expect to see that first Battle Pass drop? Ever since Respawn released a roadmap detailing the plans for the upcoming year, players have been eager for a release date. But, it appears you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. Respawn CEO Vince Zampella tweeted that players will need to be patient because the developers are hard at work. The game hasn't been out for a month yet, but he wants players to have faith that Season 1 is coming. They just need more time to wait. They've, they're still working on it, and they want to make sure it's perfect before it's released. I imagine it'll be closer to the end of this month, which will line up with where Season 4 will end in 2020 before we hit Year 2 of Apex. Now, in additional news... Apex Legends has hit the 50 million players mark in under a month. That's insane to think about. 25 million after a week broke Fortnite's record, so 50 million was definitely within reach. But to hit it so quickly? Now, naturally, its rate of growth slowed. There's no way it was going to add 25 million players a week. But the fact is, the game has gotten so popular in such a short amount of time means the developers had better be prepared. If Season 1 is lackluster, they're going to hear it. And maybe that's why it's taking more time to get Season 1 launched. If they didn't expect this kind of audience, perhaps Season 1 was really meant to just slowly ease people into the experience. Instead, they've got a full-blown hit and an army of fans clamoring for a battle pass. The gamers can be a fickle bunch and very vocal when they aren't happy. 
So Respawn Entertainment is probably feeling the pressure right now to deliver. And among those 50 million, can I just say, they recently said that they have banned 350,000 plus cheaters. Um, from what I've read, most of it's PC, if not all of it's PC, which doesn't surprise me when you've got hit bots and you can uh, hack the source code and all that other nonsense that PC players do. So to think that there's 350,000 cheaters that have been banned and there's 50 million people playing, that's pretty insane. Hopefully we'll get a report button because I kind of feel there's been some moments where I've been cheated. I mean, I'm sure Ape, I'm sure Respawn will look at my video and be like, uh, yeah, dude, sorry, but you just suck. Very possible. Well, that's it for the new side of things. I'll be right back to highlight my first character profile after this brief message. Hey, son. Why the long face? Handguns are my favorite weapon to use, Dad, but I just can't seem to get a kill. Well, it looks to me like you've chosen the wrong sidearm for your game. But the Mozambique is a shotgun and a handgun rolled into one. Mozambique? <laughs> More like Mozamweak. Son, what you need is a good wingman. At 90 damage per headshot, with some patience and a steady hand, you'll start racking up those kills in no time. And even if you're having a bad aim day, the six-shot magazine and 45 damage per body shot can give even the worst of us a fighting chance at close range. Wow, the wingman sure packs a punch. <laughs> it sure does, son. It sure does. Warning, the wingman has kickback and fired too rapidly and not intended for sniping. Attachments found separately. Skull crusher hop-up not intended for personal use. Side effects may include cockiness, overconfidence, and an overabundance of heavy ammo in your backpack. Results may vary. And we're back! One of the many things that makes this game so amazing is the characters, or legends, as they're referred to. And in this episode, I'm going to break down the human bullet sponge known as Gibraltar. So, let's go to the tape! Standing at six foot four and weighing in at 265 pounds, it's hard to miss Makoa Gibraltar. Gibraltar's presence on the arena floor can always be felt in both his might and personality. A gentle giant at heart, he lives by the Sarah's search and rescue motto to be the shield for those in need. I got you, brother. Whether it's dropping his protective dome, taking fire with his shield, or unleashing his devastating orbital strike. Signaling an airstrike. You know when Gibraltar's around. This is Gibraltar's match. <laughs> All right. So that's Gibraltar. Real name, Makoa Gibraltar. 
Age 30, his home world of Solace, he's known as the Shielded Fortress. According to their website, Gibraltar is a gentle giant with a wild side. The son of two Sarahs, Search and Rescue Association of Solace, volunteers, he has always been skilled at getting others out of dangerous situations that are common in the Outlands. However, he only began to understand the value of protecting others when he and his boyfriend stole his father's motorcycle, took it on a joyride, and got trapped by a deadly mudslide. His parents saved them, and his father lost an arm in the process. Gibraltar has never forgotten that sacrifice, and he has devoted his life to helping those in need. The Apex Games didn't change that, but they changed what it meant. Many of Gibraltar's friends and colleagues have competed in the games for extra money, fame, and glory over the years. And some have never come home. Gibraltar joined to keep them safe, and for the first time, his skills as a rescuer and his rebellious nature work together. He's now become an icon in the Apex Games, putting himself in the line of fire to protect his squad and send his opponents running for cover. Let's dive a little deeper into the human bullet sponge known as Gibraltar. There's been a lot of talk about Gibraltar's rather large hitbox. Well, the hitbox is what developers use to highlight where a character can actually take damage. Because of the detail that's put into these character designs, the hitbox covers the basic shape of the character, rather than trying to define if you can shoot any decorations hanging off of somebody. Contrasted against the smallest character in the game, Wraith, Gibraltar is by far the easiest target to hit. He's both tall and wide. Because every legend has the same number of health points, this puts Gibraltar at a distinct disadvantage. Granted, he's the only character in the game that starts off with any kind of shield, but that's only activated when you're aiming down sights, or... You know, ADS is what they call it. So if you drop into a hot zone, the gun shield does you no good if you find yourself in a melee scrum, and if you're using Gibraltar, you'd like to think he could absorb a few more hits from somebody smaller in stature like Lifeline. But that's just not the case. Hopefully the devs will take a look at this and maybe give him some damage reduction, or maybe they could consider a buff to his gun shield so it lasts a little longer in a gunfight. Speaking of which, let's take a look at his abilities. That gun shield is his passive, meaning you don't have to do anything to activate it other than aim down sight. And it's supposed to block incoming fire, but on paper this seems like a really cool ability. In reality, the gun shield doesn't block all that much damage. It can shatter pretty quickly if you're face to face with an enemy. Heck. If someone is sniping from across the map, the shield will break in one shot. It's mostly beneficial during those hot drop encounters when everyone is running around looking for a weapon and armor. Most gunfights at this stage of the match occur before anyone has body armor or a helmet. This gives G Gibraltar a distinct advantage as he's the only legend that starts off with it. But as the match progresses, the gun shield becomes more of a problem. It sticks out like a sore thumb with its bright blue glow Thankfully, you have the option to toggle it off, so when you ADS, you can opt out of it. If you're sniping across field, toggle that sucker off, because it will stand out. You can see it across the map. Easy. 
and really when you hot drop if you've got a weapon you don't want to aim down sights if you're close range hip firing is the best way to go when you're close range so that gun shield is really a cool effect but it's not going to save you as much as you'd like to think it will Gibraltar's tactical ability is the Dome of Protection. Throw down a dome shield that blocks attacks for 15 seconds. Another really good feature. On the surface. But a deeper dive into this dome reveals some very problematic things. It blocks incoming attacks, sure. But it also blocks outgoing attacks. So when you drop the shield in combat, all you're doing is challenging your opponent to come in after you. So you better be well equipped to handle that. If not, get out of there and use it as a barrier to help you put distance between you and the enemy without getting shot. It also comes in handy when working in tandem with Lifeline. When she calls for a supply drop, it's a dead giveaway to any squad in the area that you're nearby. If you're running across an open field and a gunshot rings out, pop that dome and keep your squad safe. I've noticed that supply bins are spaced close enough together that if you drop the dome in the middle, you can safely loot them. Just like with Lifeline Supply Drop. Drop that shield, do what you gotta do without any fear of being sniped from across the map. But if there's enemies nearby, remember, they're coming in and you better be ready. It, the dome can also help from being third-partied from a distance. Let me rephrase that for the people in the back. After you wipe a squad, drop a dome of protection while you heal up. So another squad chasing the sound of gunfire can't just pick you off. It won't stop them from rushing in after you, but it will buy you some time. So there are a lot of practical uses for the dome of protection. Just be careful about dropping it as soon as you get shot. It's only going to buy you a few seconds of time. So be ready to square up or holster your weapon and find a place to hide. Remember, it's a dome, not a bubble, which means if you're on uneven terrain, players below you can shoot up into it. Positioning is important to pay attention to your surroundings. Be mindful where you drop it. So there's a pro tip going around that you can make the dome shield mobile if it's combined with Lifeline's dock drone. While that might be fun to try, it's really not very practical. While you're busy trying to push it around, someone could easily rush in and take you out. And you're so focused on pushing the drone, you're not looking around. So experiment at your own risk, but for now, this really is not a viable strategy by any means. So that ultimate ability, it's defensive bombardment. You can call in a concentrated mortar strike on a marked position. This is, in my personal opinion, the most devastating ultimate ability in the game. I can't tell you how many knockdowns and kills I've gotten with this. It can be used for defensive measures, to push back an incoming squad, to force a squad out of hiding, or to rain down hell on a pair of squads battling it out. It's escapable. But if you catch a team off guard, or if you're in a firefight, there's a good chance one or two people are getting knocked. Now, unlike Bangalore's missile strike, Gibraltar's targets a concentrated area to maximize damage and confusion. 
So make sure you give yourself time to place it thoroughly. Just throwing it, rec throwing that flare recklessly could end up being too close to your own squad, causing undue stress on your teammates. Or you could completely miss your mark and you just wasted your time and you gave away your position. Make sure, though, you let your teammates know you're using it ahead of time and find a defensive position before unleashing it. You're going to be vulnerable as you line up your shot and toss the flare. Don't be like me and pop a dome and then bounce the flare off of it, dropping the airstrike on my own head. It was a total noob moment when I first got started playing the game. But, I mean, it's easy to panic if you're being shot at, and if you aim it poorly, well, there goes the neighborhood. Stock up on those ultimate accelerants so Gibraltar can use this ability multiple times. If you can have this in your back pocket midway through the game, and then for the final three squads, your team could have a distinct advantage if you use it properly. Currently, Gibraltar is the least used legend in the game, which is crazy to think because there's two legends that are unlocked or that are locked when you first start. Caustic and Mirage. But people unlock those guys and then boom, they use them. They use them. They use them constantly. Players absolutely hate the girth of Gibraltar's hitbox, and they don't like being a moving target. Now, Caustic's is pretty close to Gibraltar's. They're pretty pretty even, but Caustic's ability allows him to fight close range in buildings and to get the one up on people coming in after him. Gibraltar has no advantage in a close match because all you have is Gibraltar's hitbox. He's like a wall. It's hard to miss. So... In a tactical game like Apex Legends, he's going to be the first player spotted and most likely the first one knocked down. He's just too easy to hit, which gives even the most novice of player a chance to knock him. That being said, I love using Gibraltar as my main. Yes, I often get knocked pretty easily when the guns start ablazing, but only if I'm not careful. I always know when I'm making a mistake by rushing into battle. But my teammates are in trouble. I can't help myself. I gotta go. Situational awareness is so crucial in this game, and especially if you're using Gibraltar. Consider your surroundings. Are you in a building or outside? Which weapon are you toting? Are you running a shotgun with Gibraltar? Because that's pretty much a must. What you choose as a secondary weapon is entirely up to you and what you're most comfortable with. But if you find yourself indoors at close range, you'll want that shotgun. It also allows you to be prepared to drop that dome of protection and ward off any opponents who rush in. You see them coming and you only have moments to react. At that close range, there's a good chance you can land all four pellets of a Peacekeeper Blast. Two hits with that thing, and it won't matter what armor they have on. At that close range, you nullify the difference in the hitbox size. Otherwise, you may want to stay close to a teammate with an auto rifle. There's a good chance you'll get knocked. But if you get in some shots, there's a better chance your teammate will be left standing to pick you up. And a good teammate always will. Being Gibraltar means you are a bullet sponge and an easy target, drawing attention away from your teammates. You're like the opposite of Blundhound. You're not a tracker. You're a decoy. Kind of like... If Mirage had a fat decoy. Now, 
You may hate being the first one knocked down in almost every gunfight, but your teammates will appreciate your sacrifice. As long as you stay close to them, they'll be able to pick you up before you bleed out. While respawning is an option, it's not that ideal since you return to battle empty-handed. So if you're playing Gibraltar, stay alert, be vigilant, and stay near your teammates. Besides, what good is a dome shield if you aren't able to offer your teammates emergency cover? If you get respawned, you are a fat wall. And you, you're just going to get knocked again. So the best thing to do is if you get knocked, try to find cover, stay close to your teammates, and do as much damage as you can before going down. I don't care if you have to spam with throwables. So there's more to just choosing a main in this game because the characters have such unique abilities. You need to have situational awareness on how best to support your team. You have to be careful about how you use each legend and Gibby is no exception. Well, that's all I got for today, legends. I hope you enjoyed this episode covering Gibraltar. Head over to CriticalBlast.com for even more in-depth coverage on this character, including his voice actor and a complete list of every quip available to unlock. I look forward to exploring more of the characters, along with tips, tricks, and strategies that go along with them in future episodes. There's so much to unpack in this game, and I hope to provide deep analysis to enhance your experience. Now, if you like the podcast and want to interact with me online, you can find me at on Twitter at CBNerd. Until next time, I'm Jumpmaster Steve, and always remember, it's all in the attitude, and I got a lot of it.